Hello and welcome to the Indie Alternative Podcast. It's me, Chris. On this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Michelle Stoddart. Michelle talks a bit about her musical influences and what it was like growing up around music. She also talks about her songwriting process, collaborations, and the magic numbers, and what it's like playing music live again. Um, I really enjoyed this uh, interview. It's got a really relaxed, late-night radio-type vibe about it. So um, maybe listen with a nice glass of red, because I think Michelle would appreciate that. Before we hit the interview, though, here's a quick reminder of all the ways you can support the podcast. If you haven't done so already, you can follow me on social media, and those links are in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to support me financially or buy me a virtual coffee, you can do that too and a link to that is in the show notes and lastly if you haven't written a review and you've got a couple of minutes to spare please go to apple and rate and review that would be fantastic anyway that's enough of the waffle here's michelle welcome to the podcast michelle stoddart how are you i'm good thanks yeah how are you doing yeah really good we made it we did. We did make it. <laughs> uh, how's things with you? Uh, yeah, things are okay. You know, um, chugging along. Um, Whereabouts yeah. in the country are you? Um, I am based in West London, so around Ealing area. Yeah, yeah. And and things are. I guess we we were talking a little bit about things getting back to normal, and I don't want to. Mm curse the situation because it is uh, well no way near normal but you are sort of out there and gigging again and and loving it I'm guessing yeah gosh yeah um life is kind of coming back um musically anyway um you know to to gigging again and touring and um festivals and um it's it's yeah it's definitely nice it's kind of um been doing lots of different projects and playing with different people and things and it's kind of like the collaboration side of music is can you know um that we've all been missing um you know as well as being on stage but also playing with other people um mm. has been really amazing recently it's been yeah um, but yeah also just a lot to get used to again yeah yeah well getting on stage and actually finding your feet and and, and i suppose the audience has stayed the same but obviously a lot of the audience would be you know, getting to getting to grips with coming back to a in a live situation as well, and all the kind of anxiety that follows that. So mm. it, it's a long road, isn't it? It is, yeah, definitely is. I remember some of the first gigs um, I had, and it was kind of like in between the lockdowns, like when like it was opening up slowly, and then you know all of a sudden they kind of got shut down again. There was um, a couple gigs that I, yeah definitely had a few kind of anxiety, like you know panic attacky kind of things Mm. that was quite was you know eye-opening as well really you know to realize um how we kind of adjust to different um circumstances and having to go back out there you touched on um collaborations just a second ago but you've always been about the collaboration haven't you since you know even the early days of of the band um Mm. working with different people producers and then you know coming into your own and as a solo artist and is there has there always been something in the back of your mind that you've wanted to pursue and explore yeah you're right actually I think we've always been a band um that's kind of you know we love working with people and um different for me as a musician and as a writer like I just love 
I just think music is something, you know, we, we're learning all the time, be it just standing on the side of the stage and watching another band perform um, or in the crowd um, and or like learning someone else's song or like getting a chance to kind of play, like I, I play bass with a few different artists now and um, and also kind of um, started doing some recordings and things like that. And it's just kind of, yeah, it's really interesting, you know, just different kind of sides of music. And like at the moment, I'm really enjoying kind of building like um, like musical director kind of sort of stuff and um, curation, like um, doing like a festival, curating like stage, putting on different lineups and things. And it's just nice just getting people, you know, people that you um, love and admire to kind of hang out with really yeah yeah you know and and do different projects together really it's it's definitely been a um, thing that's been feeding me recently um, in a good way and uh, how do you go about choosing those artists is it because you've you know you play together in the same sort of uh, musical circles or are you are you quite ear to the ground in terms of talent always looking for something that's that's coming up yeah I think I am kind of always looking for something but um, I'd like to do that a bit more, actually. I think, I'm, I sh- you know, it'd be nice to kind of, you know, in the old olden days. <laughs> um, olden. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I just realised that. Um, you know, um, you can, you know, used to have the A&R guy that used to go out and look at, you know, different bands and things like that and bring it to, you know, either the label or you know the kind of networking scene or whatever but it would be nice to kind of go out to gigs and sort of you know see different bands and things that you you know wouldn't necessarily go go and see and be like surprised really but I'm trying to kind of do that a little bit more and and just sort of pick bands or artists together that kind of work like I'm doing um a Carol King tribute for the first her first album well it wasn't actually um properly her first album but tapestry anyway Mm. um and like picking the artists to kind of sing those songs as well and like yeah just like yeah just kind of having a different mindset on it in some ways um musically you don't want to be the INR guy at at the back (laughs) of the stage uh, back of the crowd with your arms folded looking you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Re- reinvent the A and R dude. You know, <laughs> like you know, in the front, need, pogoing. We need that. <laughs> Mainly, just kind of just enjoying music yeah, in some yeah. ways, and and trying to think of it in different, um, you know, yeah. bringing people together. Really, your um your early start to music. Uh, well, I'll phrase that slightly different. You had a very early start in music, didn't you? Or being surrounded by music um, back in Trinidad. Um, mm. What? what talk, tell us a little bit about that, if you, if you don't mind, about some, kind of like your musical upbringing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we were born in Trinidad, and uh, my my um, you know um, my family always listened to music. They still like my mum used to sing in Trinidad and. Um, you should sing all the kind of Bacharach and Carpenters kind of songs and, you know, classics basically. And, um, and we grew up listening to country music quite a lot, actually. It was quite big in Trinidad um, as well. Like my uncle played steel pan and, you know, my, my granny played a bit piano and it was, music was always kind of there, like from the very start since I remember 
being really small and just having music on mm. all the time, really. Um, but um, the biggest kind of thing was just realizing how like passionate my family was about it in some ways. Like, you know, they put on Patsy Cline and, you know, cry their eyes out and, you know, just kind of, and it was just that kind of um, feeling behind it really. That was, um, you know, magnetizing in some way. Mm. Yeah. Just kind of took over. And I think when we moved to New York, then my brother, Romeo, he, you know, was worked to get himself a guitar because he then started to really get into Slash from Guns N' Roses. And <laughs> and um, he was, like, obsessed with, like, learning, you know, being this amazing guitarist and just kind of trying to learn as much as... And again, like, just watching him doing that and just having music around and, and him with his friends and, and um, you know, when we moved to London, then, you know, just having it all the time, really. It was always there. Um, and it was always there in a sense of like, um, definitely felt like a kind of need in a way, mm. like it was sort of, and, um, when I started, when I picked up the guitar, it was for me, like writing, just learning a couple of chords and being able to write was like the biggest like thing for me really. Um, yeah. Cause I was quite, quite shy as a kid and, um, just kind of, um, being able to kind of say some stuff <laughs> yeah um, on my own in a guitar in, in, in my room with the guitar um you know radiohead got me through some, <laughs> some oh. teenage years as well yeah they got they got a <laughs> they got the same same for me they i mean they're so good at they're such an amazing band to just sort of oh, get yeah. you through the worst of times to the best of times yeah i've got yeah. um so much love for that band yeah yeah no, definitely <laughs> yeah. You, so yeah you, it was always there I always feel quite um, uh, envious of, of okay, musical families in a way, because you kind of, you've already kind of got that, that kind of shared um, love and it galvanizes you and you still almost kind of, I guess, you, you know, you said you're quite shy and you, you took mm. you a while to sort of, you know, be confident and to, to do the things you wanted to mm. do in terms of music, but you're already kind of able probably and a bit more freer to, to explore that because of the family connections and everybody else being involved and some musicians like myself would wouldn't necessarily have the outlet and would just be something mm. that was very personal that you would do in, in your bedroom on your own and, and be almost quite scared to sort of play it to anybody but so is, is that something yeah. that you feel definitely helped in the early early part of your life I think yeah I think like like our parents were just amazing in that sense they it was you know do the thing that you loved to do you know and it didn't nothing else kind of mattered really mm. and that was always the kind of lesson in a way it was just like you know yeah it was it was filled with just this huge kind of big love really for things and that made you kind of happy and was like that inspired and my mom still does it now you know she's just like she'll be like, oh, you can do this, and you can, you know, nothing is kind of impossible, really. And so I think that definitely helped me to be able to not feel like what I was doing was wrong in a way, and that I could kind of express in that way and it be okay. Um, and I think, like, as a kid, that's, you know, that thing that's really important, you know, just growing up with that sort of 
um, freedom to kind of, um, yeah, to do that. Yeah. Without, without having to kind of lo- put it in logically or make sense of it or, you know. And yeah, so I think that definitely helped, um, you know, and it also really helped me to overcome my my shyness. You know, music was a sense of like communication for me. You know, I remember kind of being really, really shy at the start of the band. And, you know, once we started playing, you know, it was just like the music. It was all, you know, that was all it was. You know, the music kind of took over then. And um grew up on the stage really in some ways yeah because you had an, a a pretty mighty instrument to sort of get to grips with as well with the bass mm. and you, you it wasn't your first choice though um, it wasn't you were asked to play bass or fill in on bass weren't you originally for the magic numbers yeah exactly yeah um well when Romeo was like because my dad and my mum let us um let him I say convert, but <laughs> I let him kind of take over, let's say, the front room. And um, <laughs> when we moved to London and, you know, he put like a mattress in the window and, you know, we'd stick up egg boxes and, you know, um, you know, different kind of boards on the on the walls and try and make it as soundproof as we could. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that room was really nice <laughs> before we got hold of it. <laughs> um and it's still there you know it's still got all our stuff in it but um and we you know he would then rehearse and play in his band then you know um so him and sean um of the band they kind of had different members come in and and i remember picking up the acoustic and learning a couple chords romeo taught me a couple chords you know and then i'd sort of like that would be my kind of like private thing whilst he was doing his thing yeah and I think he knew that obviously I'd kind of could play a little bit of guitar um and so he said hey I need you to come and play some bass just in this like rehearsal um because the bass player wasn't there and um and I loved it I just loved it I really loved playing with the drums and just like um like rhythmically and and then I just kind of got obsessed with it without him kind of knowing. <laughs> and um, and then wanted to sing and play at the same time because I was singing and playing the guitar and I was kind of like, you know, I'd stay up in you know, hours, early hours, just to kind of like practice singing and playing whatever. Um, and the songs that he was writing and the things like that and trying to do, in some ways, trying to kind of impress him as well. Uh-huh. You know, he's my bigger brother <laughs> yeah he's my big brother so yeah it was like that was a little bit of a drive I think you know and um yeah in a good way <laughs> no you know sing, singing and playing bass is not easy because it for me I play bass too in another in in a mm, band and so, yeah. and I was like well um I thought yes it's gonna be fine because I can play guitar, but it's lead, yeah. it's lead guitar, but on four strings. That's how I kind of describe it to anybody who doesn't play the bass. Because you know you're doing so much more. You know, rhythm guitarists have got it easy, and that's why I had it so easy for so long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to sing and play lead guitar on a bass because that's kind of how I get my head around what I'm doing. Um, yeah. It's really difficult, and it's it's um, yeah, you are exposed because you you everyone. Well, I guess lots of people don't listen for the bass but I think no, yeah. many people do and it really is important and 
you know, you, there's two types of people, aren't there? I mean, I guess there's bass players and people that play bass. And to be a bass player is 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 bloody hard. Um, mm. Anyway, for me, it is. <laughs> I still <Yeah>. persevere. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. It is. It is a different. It's a different kind of beast, really, in a way. It's mm. kind of like they're both, you know, melodic and you know, vocals and the bass and and there's a lot of in between rhythms, you know. Um, yeah, I think I always just had in my mind though that I wasn't gonna have my vocals not, you know. Oh, I loved both equally, you know, and I was like, I wanted to kind of try and do both really. And I enjoyed actually breaking it down and learning it in, in that kind of methodical kind of way. Um, and also like, I'm forever having like little melody lines in my head. Um, like, so when we're coming up, when we're writing together and like coming up with stuff or I'll always have a little bass part line you know, melody or something. And, um, and I, and I want to have that, <laughs> you know, I want to have that as well as having the vocals. So it's like trying to, um, trying to do both really greedy. I'm greedy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in terms of getting your own solo material or writing for your, for yourself, um, because you were writing for your, I'm guessing, you know, all the way through the kind of the magic numbers. And then, then obviously mm. going into solo world was that transition quite hard and um did you have kind of a little notebook of songs that you were quite you know excited about putting together and playing live yeah um it was really hard it was really hard um and I was right I was writing a lot and I had a lot of songs and and it was like you know we were doing the second album and um a second magic numbers album and i had quite a few songs and romeo was the one who actually said to me he'd love to put one of my songs on the on those the brokes which was a second magic numbers album mm. and um and it was a song i'd written um that we ended up having robert kirby's strings on which was amazing for me um and we later worked with robert on other stuff as well and um and yeah it was just like a total moment um to have that and you know you know he was quite um persistent that we had to have it on the record um romeo was like we have to put this on and i was like no no one's gonna want to hear that it's weird. This doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work you know with the and um and yeah, he was always really great at that kind of trying to keep equal like parts, you know, for me and Ange and and everything. And um, and that was the kind of first taster, really, of doing my music in a way, and realizing that it could kind of be more than just in my bedroom. And um, and then he was like, "Oh, you should definitely record a record." And um. And so I started kind of like picturing the songs with other things on it, you know, with other instrumentation and then trying to kind of like put something together really. And um, yeah, it's just kind of built in some ways in terms of like a recording thing first. And then when I, um, to take it, to take it live, 
was um, quite terrifying. It mm. was terrible, and I, it wasn't my favorite thing to begin with. And it was a huge um, lesson, really, because I think I went in quite naively, sort of thinking all the magic numbers fans would follow and come and check me out and you know listen and and stuff like that and to be quite honest they weren't (laughs) they weren't there straight away and you know and they definitely I have you know I have um, a few um, those you know fans and friends that have kind of stuck with me um, throughout the whole thing which has has been amazing but yeah, it was a it was a kind of you know I'd, I'd done the record and I self released the first album, which was really hard and a huge learning curve again. Just like you know, spent too much money doing it, and um, you know I kind of put everything into it in some ways, um, and then booked this like tour, <laughs> and uh, I'm letting it all out now. <laughs> Book this tour and it was just like it was just the wrong venues it was the wrong kind of like yeah it was just the wrong vibe for my music um you know coming from the band going into that sort of stuff I didn't really you know know the kind of solo world really um which is a different thing entirely yeah it really is it's like it's it's crazy that you know um and it, and it's and it's been really interesting and I'm I'm still learning really you know the different kind of um almost world between both both sides really but yeah it was it was it was tricky but I think um now I you know I, I sort of see my stuff and I want to record my songs and keep recording records you know and touring you know my music in a different kind of way you know to the yeah and so writing wise i mean are you one of these people that um carry a little notepad and a pencil and then mm. dro- jotting down bits and with your dictaphone always got a melody on in in the head popping up and also you know the the best times for you because i explored this with a couple of other guests and i find it really fascinating how people write and record and what's the best kind of time in the day to do it are you are you a night owl with this sort of thing like like, like a lot of artists are yeah yeah definitely um yeah it's a good question yeah so I love writing those are my favorite times writing is like um end of night when everyone's asleep and when I should be sleeping um and everything's really really quiet and I'll get out the guitar or just sort of write and um things just kind of come to me in that in that way you know um start kind of listening almost just listening to the thoughts and stuff that kind of comes up Mm. and um and yeah I love writing also in the early early morning like before anyone's awake okay yeah and just kind of sneaking those hours basically in between before the world kind of starts I like the sort of like image of like you know when snow is like before it's touched you know yeah yeah the moment just before it's like indented and you know um those kind of like and they're they're only small moments you know um Mm. and um i like i'm always writing in terms of like um having a notebook as well i uh, I do have a notebook and um 
different notebooks for different kind of I've started writing a bit of poetry recently um me and Catherine did a poetry course and we'd write in the mornings and and so I've got a book a different kind of notebook for my poems and things like that do those two kind of genres if you like do they kind of spill into each other then if you've got like this um creative writing outlet in two directions almost yeah it's it's really interesting actually the, the like poetry writing I mean I wouldn't say that you know um I know the the sort of theory behind that behind it and I know there's a lot of different ways um to do it you know rhythmically and you know um the stanzas and all those kind of um things but in terms of just for me like the writing in in a sort of poem kind of form um is a different focus really you can focus on like something really small and just kind of bring out the details of everything of it and i think songwriting has like you know more of a structure and more of a a sort of shape to kind of follow and and you know if you've got a melody you have you're sort of tied to that melody to fit lyrics to and that can be oh i mean i'm saying limiting not in a bad way in, mm. in a good way you know in the sort of way of like there's a sense of discipline and kind of you know um sticking to something because it's 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 working you know um and to find the right words for that melody and things like that. So it's, it is different. It, and and I, fa- I have found that sometimes I will write um, something that I wouldn't think that would go into a song. And actually, it, you know, starting off as like a poem, I, I've, I've realized that that actually could be a really good angle mm-hmm. to, to something towards a song, even if it's just... Um, an element in in the song or a different perspective almost um maybe zoomed out or zoomed in a little bit more and um it has been um has been really nice i've started writing a lot of like detailed kind of songs um got a new record at the moment and um one of the songs on it's called the house and it's all about like the the little details that get remained like the sort of the cup on the on the table that doesn't you know doesn't move then this kind of house is kind of deserted and um yeah just focusing on those little things really and is this something in terms of your writing that has evolved over the years where did it initially come from in terms of the content and the lyric where were you getting inspiration from for for me when I write when I go to writing it's it comes first from like a feeling really either a memory or um, a moment that, you know, that might have passed or lost, or, you know, a particular person, either a relationship or, and finding different ways to almost say that really, um, mm. say say those different things that you kind of, and also like I've realized just the ways they kind of stay with me in different, like in in my body in a way. And that's yeah. kind of strange. Like I've really been trying to kind of really almost focus on that side of it, you know, the, how we hold things and how it's sort of, and I, I suppose like in the quiet times of the night, that's when they kind of suddenly, 
you can hear them, you know, you can kind of feel them and, and they come out in a, in, a, in a different way. So I think like my writing in, in a sense from like the, you know, from the first album and from like older songs to the stuff that I'm writing now has been a more kind of um, evolving process of figuring out how to relate to certain things in a way and mm. how, they, how do they kind of, how do they kind of sit with me now or, um, and, and then, and then stretching that to kind of connect with someone, how would this like, you know, can someone find some connection with this is, you know, is this relatable really in some ways, although I don't really go into writing thinking about that. Yeah. But, you know, I did a, I did a gig the other day and I was like, um, singing you know these really personal kind of um songs i found myself like apologizing (laughs) for it yeah yeah (laughs) and i've just been trying to really own them now i've just like it's been that's been a journey for me as an artist to like actually not apologize for the songs that i'm writing the things that i'm sharing um and that's really hard i think it's because it's so vulnerable it's so you know you're kind mm. of inviting these people to listen to to where you are at the moment and what, what you know the journey of things that you maybe have gone through but i'm hoping that like they could then relate to it and take it on for themselves in a way yeah yeah, yeah. and when you're in a a bit of a funk <laughs> and either with writing or just in general um is there any are there any kind of food artists that you go to that just you know will give you a bit more of a inspiration or a, a kick or just just to kind of not to declutter but just uh, take stock of everything as is, is there a favorite kind of musician or another genre is there something else you do like a film or anything that you do just to clear your head and wipe the slate down if you know what I mean yeah yeah that, that's a good question um gosh I have to think like consciously now what do I do um or is it a, is it a just a decent glass of red <laughs> 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 yeah. i was talking the to um, has its purpose <laughs> yeah i was talking to astrid williams uh, williamson oh, yeah. and she said this is where i get the food thing from because she said it so well that um whenever she felt like there was a need to just take stuff in from somewhere else it was always that you know the great the, the you know like, um artists like dylan and and drake and nick drake and that they were all just food for her they were just artists that were nourishment is how she puts it i thought that's such an interesting way and i've just sort of re re kind of purpose that question to you in a way and Mm. just think is that is that um something you find yourself doing because i say the same you know if you want something to just kick start how it all began I, i will put on a lot of early noughties uh americana and or or mm. you know and it kind of goes yeah that's what i love and this yeah. is what <laughs> takes yeah. you back doesn't it yeah totally it does i mean gosh i mean we all draw from like the greats you know i love listening to Joni mitchell and like you know gillian welsh and um emmy lou and you know all the kind of mm. and yeah of course dylan and tom waits actually and you know all of those sort of lyricists really um that tell a story and and sort of evoke something you know um Mm. of a time you know as well um um i I think as well though like i find 
in a weird way, I've realized like I love like having quiet moments and sort of being, you know, quite homely and things. But also I think I I do get like fed by energy of people Mm. and, you know, being in the room um, and listening to other people's experiences and, and conversation and connection and, and their stories and, and like, or even just like maybe sort of, you know, sat, sat next to someone and wondering what, what, what brought them here today or some, you know, just kind of a little bit of, um, yeah, soaking up stuff in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've realized that especially coming out of everything that we've come out of, like that's been a, a bit of a realization for me as well. Um, you know, you have the extrovert and the introvert, but I don't think it ever goes fully either way, you know, being fed by, by people and, and surroundings and sort of um, experiences, I think. Which is a lot more easier now that we're sort of being able to be amongst other people. <laughs> I know, which is why I <laughs> think stuff. like moments of, of lockdown, I really was difficult. Yeah. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't be, I couldn't express in that way on stage, you know, where, where you get that kind of wild, abandoned kind of feeling, you know. You won an award recently as well. I mean, oh, gosh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> the UK uh, Instrumentalist of the Year for the Americana Music Association. Yeah. Yeah, and, I know. And, Crazy, uh, really. <laughs> I mean, that must have been amazing for you. I mean, well, congratulations on that because, uh, oh, yeah, what a sort of great um, accolade, really. And And how did it? I say, how did it come about? I'm sure it wasn't <laughs> intentional. <laughs> but um, what, I mean, in terms of like some background on that, I mean, is it something that's been going for a while, that that organisation or association? or? Yeah, um, the AMAs are amazing. They've kind of been going, they've been going now for, for a while. Um, I remember when I first started going sort of solo, I'd, I remember sort of them building up it's kind of profile and stuff Hmm. um and recently i guess recently i did a a few sort of i did um this americana clash gig which was amazing it was like playing clash songs oh wow (laughs) okay honestly it was like (laughs) insanely amazing because i got to learn all those cool bass lines and um and they're really hard (laughs) yeah <laughs> really yeah they're like a whole other rhythmic kind of um yeah it blew my mind a little bit which was which was great so um i did that and um and i did a couple other sort of shows like um and then and the last um award awards show they asked me to mb the like the band and the artists and stuff and um and yeah, it was amazing. Like, I was just like, oh, wow, cool. Like, it was, you know, part being part of that sort of, like, world as well. Mm. And um, and also, you know, um, you know, being recognized to play and, and also MD in, in that way was was quite a, a big thing for me, really. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was a fun night. And, yeah, I didn't actually think I was going to win at all because I thought I'd, they'd warn me beforehand. <laughs> I thought they'd say, oh, by the way, you've got to prepare a speech or something. <laughs> so, um, no, they kept it as a surprise. Um, 
Uh, and then I just went up and rambled my way through <laughs> and laughed all the way through it, I think, at myself. <laughs> as long as they didn't put the, the, like, the closing music on you to get you off the stage. Yeah. Look at the Oscars. <laughs> get off. I mean, I, I was thinking, God, I hope I don't go up when someone else's name is called. <laughs> that, would be, that would be the worst. <laughs> Didn't Michael Jackson do that? I'm sure he did that. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. I think he did. Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you you touched earlier on about um, on the uh, a forthcoming album. So, um, what, what where's that at? What's what's the situation with your with your new record? Oh yeah. Um... Well, I started it, it was kind of like at the beginning of before, you know, pandemic and everything, I had it kind of to go into the studio and I, I, I couldn't. And that was really frustrating and, and hard. And I think, you know, I sort of went a bit down about that and I kind of, um, but I was still doing, I was still trying to work on it basically and sort of maybe try it remotely and everything. So it took a while in some ways because of all of that um to record it but but it's now kind of um it's mixed it's finished mix i'm doing some final tweaks on it um on the 31st and um mm. and then i'm hoping to kind of hopefully release at least something from it maybe a track from it this year sort of tempted to kind of do a sort of self-release on it um again mm. just to see but i don't know it's sort of i guess at the moment it's sort of um working out how to get it out there yeah um which is you know which is quite tricky you know um nowadays <laughs> sort of work that out and i think there's so many different avenues to go down really um but i'm happy with the record it's, it's really it is really great you know it's like um it's definitely a a step forward again from the last album um with songs that kind of a bit more sort of what's how I'm kind of writing now as well, which mm. is, which is really cool. I mean, I've got like so many kind of albums in my mind. It's just, <laughs> it's just doing it, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just terrible at getting things done. <laughs> oh God. I mean, I'm looking forward to hearing it. I mean, have you got a, any kind of exclusives in terms of any collaborations mm. or an album title he could or anything like that i don't want to push you yeah, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> um i mean you don't yeah, have to <laughs> no i won't do it i won't do the album title but i am like the whole artwork thing is i'm gonna try and i'm gonna try and do this is me being ambitious again you know <laughs> but um i'm gonna try and do like a visual kind of um, either a piece of art with it with each song mm. um, and I wanted to do because I was doing a lot of writing during that time as well I wanted to kind of write almost a little bit more behind the, the actual song like you know um, be it like a poem of from that perspective uh, as well as like having the lyrics you have like another angle to to the tracks and where you can kind of go in really um how deep you kind of want to go with each song really in, in that sense so I've, I've got those kind of ideas of of what i'd like to kind of put out with the record it's only going to be eight songs on the album as well so mm. that, i guess that's some something to say about it <laughs> well it's exclusive 
That's the exclusive. <laughs> uh, it's good. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> exclusive <laughs> but yeah it's you know it's, it's a it's basically a journey from like you know a, a breakup into finding myself into sort of um yeah mm. kind of yeah a little bit of that <laughs> well I, I can't wait to hear it good luck with it all and the live shows oh, you've got thanks. coming up take care thanks a lot Bye-bye. bye 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 